This is the 919 Beer Podcast on Buzz Sports Radio. Brought to you by Biracana Craft Beer and Music Festival on Saturday, September 9th. More details at biracana.com. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Ashbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Obius from the 99 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshbaugh and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. We've got a jam-packed podcast today. Uh, we'll chat with Derek Allman of Visit Raleigh. April is NC Beer Month. A lot of cool things going on across the state and a lot of cool things happening in Wake County as well. Harmony Van Gundy of All About Beer will tell us about the World Beer Fest that's taking place this upcoming Saturday, April 1st, at the NC State Fairgrounds at the Expo Center inside and out tickets still available for both session sessions on that and uh, food today brought to us by fully loaded fritters new food truck it's been open since august hans lang will uh, tell us about his journey from germany to fritters in raleigh i'm Should glad be. he's here with fritters yeah. I, i'll tell you that much they were nice I'm, uh, I'm a big fan anyway what's been going on guys what's new i don't know it hadn't been that long since we saw each other i know I know it's we're, we're recording on a speaking? recording on a Monday this week, speaking, which is yeah. which is different. So I ended up at um, on Friday night. I ended up at Person Street Bar in uh, in downtown Raleigh. We were actually going out to dinner for uh, for various birthdays and whatnot at Standard Foods, the revamped Standard Foods, which was okay. a, a fantastic meal. But. I wanted to tell you about this little incident, well, not an incident, but a little scene setter because I thought it was just kind of amusing because it ties back to our conversations about what people actually drink versus what we think people drink. Right. So it's Friday night. It's Butler, North Carolina, yeah, Person Street. Butler. Butler. I know. My five-year-old was devastated. So we uh, we go there to catch the first half of the game before we head into dinner, and the place is packed with UNC fans. They've got it on the big screen, all that stuff. And they've got a nice beer list. I ended up having the Ponysaurus collaboration, the Don't Be Don't Be Mean, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, the the Saison, which HB two collaboration, which shows it's very very good. I enjoy it. So I got that on tap. But as I'm looking around, I'm noticing people with. And I know one particular person will be happy to hear about Uh-oh. this. Takate cans. Nice. Going out of style, man. Nice. Going out of style. That was because like, you said it was a Carolina game, right? And Carolina yeah, fans. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And uh, hipsters there was, came to Raleigh. There were a lot of Takate cans being served with uh, limes and salt being poured into the uh, into the cans. So wow. I was I was very much I'm like, did we just is it spring break? What's going on here? Where was it like on was it on special? I think it was on special. Well, like yeah, like on. Uh, I went to Players Retreat on Sunday morning, and Takate cans are on special there. I think it's like two fifty a can or something like that. Or the, two bucks the, a can. the distributor bought more stock and needed to move them, so he he discounts them. Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm Is just, that how it works? I don't know. I have no it's every idea. Sunday. Every Sunday, the Takate <laughs> cans are on special. <laughs> so that's that's all I know. So I know somebody will be happy to hear these things. Somebody. What's, now, his, what's his face? What's his face? And now if you could, Michael Hyatt. If you, if you could only drink them before you know at ten o'clock, I mean, and you could get an early start. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah, that? Right. It's funny how that works. It's coming. So yeah. So that. So was, did you indulge? Did I enjoy you just like throwing them down? I want a Takate? Yeah. Yeah, I had them on Sunday. I had two, okay. two Takates on Sunday. I mowed the lawn. Why not? Okay. I, okay. I deserved it. Wow, hey, your lawn's already mowing? It. Are you irrigating Dude. your lawn? No, I don't irrigate my lawn. Wow. Okay. That's Eastern Turf Maintenance for you, Wayne. I hear Special you, Special shout out to Eastern Cha-ching, Turf Maintenance. Cha-ching. They yeah. take care of my are they, lawn. Are they now sponsoring cheap. the podcast? Because I know you do spots for and them. And it's cheaper for them to take care of your lawn than it is for you to do it yourself. Wow. Yeah, we don't take care of ours. Just, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, have, I don't have an irrigation system or anything like that. It's just they fertilize the hell out of it, and it comes up green every spring. Last time I brought up one of Joe's sponsorship spots, he looked at me out of the corner of his eye, called me a bad name, and we had to stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the way you brought it up. Okay. It was the way you brought it up. Yeah, that could Thanks, have been Thanks, bro. Yeah. Could have been Anyway, that. so from- But Br- they're not sponsoring anymore, so it's whatever. <laughs> it's all good. So- uh we got a bunch of Republic beers last week. We did. We had to like, like double up. Oh my gosh! And I haven't had a one yet. <laughs> I had a couple. Uh, they they gave us a Man Eater from Highwire. It's in the cooler to take to Asheville. Double IPA. It's a, it's a nice I'll, beer. I'll have that later today, man. Yeah, that that is a nice beer. And I also got into the Lorelei IPA from uh, Bramari out in Asheville. Out of Asheville, yeah. Yeah, 
Right behind, very the, cool right behind the orange pill yes. in the Wicked Week. Yes, very cool can art, and I imagine we're going to be there at some point this you week. You think? <laughs> um, yeah, Wayne and I are getting ready to head to Asheville after that's, we record this podcast. I was going to say, that's why we're that's recording, why we're recording on Monday early this week, because you guys yeah. are headed out there. So Yeah, so I thought it was okay. Uh, I really like the Maneater. Of course, I'm, I'm a High Wire fanboy. I, I do. I, I keep. No, I don't keep that a secret. I do love the fact about that can that it says it's an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, as if we didn't know. This is the high wire one. Yeah, the man eater. Yeah. Well, it's just like very plain. It's a very it's plain all can. green. Yeah, it's a yeah. very plain can. It's a very well done can. Oh, it's it, yeah. It's it definitely stands out. Yeah, but I just thought it was. I was amused that not very often do you see on a beer can that say this is an alcoholic beverage. Just in case you were wondering, because yeah. as it lists what they put on there, you know? yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was an amusing thing. Speaking of alcoholic beverages, um, how, where are you in selecting beers for my bad beer challenge this year? Um, I think I got some time, don't I? We're three weeks out from St. Bob's. Okay, we this got year. time. We got time. We got time. We only have two weeks because we'll do it the week before, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. When I, I mean, get back, when I get back, just realize from Phoenix, no throwing up in the studio. Look, when I get Adam back, get mad. when I get back from the uh, when I get back from the Final Four in Phoenix, I will have. Uh, a lot more time to sit and um, and contemplate what we can do. Yeah, because you're going to that beer mecca, Phoenix. You won't you won't be drinking was, a whole lot there. Funny, actually, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I don't know. Anything, I don't know anything about the Phoenix scene. I've never I been to either. Phoenix. I've never heard of a brewery. For, are, are there? Do they have any breweries in uh, Arizona? Was it Santan is out there? Yeah, like I said, um, never heard of them. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Takata out there. If, there, if there's anybody out in their audience that uh, has access to beer from Phoenix, can you bring us some? Okay, yeah. I'll not you, Joe. I'm talking about our audience. Bring us in. Have them bring it. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with the scene, so God knows what I'm going to find out there. So we'll see. I'll, so I'll when keep do you fly out? Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, direct flight out on Game's Wednesday. not until Saturday, man. Direct flight's be, nice. You going Southwest? Wow. Southwest. We can do Radio Row Thursday and Friday, and then we got the game on Saturday. But we'll be, we'll be back before the championship game regardless. So. Oh, you're not staying for the championship? No, because it, the travel's too okay. It's too wonky. Like if we, let's say, hypothetically speaking, North Carolina wins it all. Right. We probably would not make it back to Raleigh until Wednesday. What if right. Gonzaga wins it all? Oh, it doesn't really Which matter. Which is going to happen. Nah, we'll see. Really? South, South Carolina's going to win it all. Yeah, well, I'll the tell you what, Carolina? The real Carolina? Yeah, exactly. Those guys are uh, Dude, those guys are pretty physical right now. If South Carolina and North Carolina meet in a championship game. It's going to be ugly. Day, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be the That's best. That's going to be the worst. That is going to be <laughs> the worst. Well, I, the one thing I can say about that is Carolina's going to win. <laughs> If that happens. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. The the conventional wisdom for all the salty people up there would be that, or the salty people out there would be that South Carolina used up all their magic to get to the final, only oh, to sure. lay down for North Carolina in a final game. Yeah, right. So, uh, so anyway, we'll see. But yeah, I'll be out in Phoenix, and if I see anything cool out there in terms of uh, craft beer, I'll let you guys know. Um, and You'll then, text us a picture and then not text us back. Uh, yeah, that's what he does. Usually how it works. Yep. Usually how it works. So, all right. So, what are you guys doing out in Nashville then? Just going for the week? Just no, for the heck of it? No. Scouting? It's not just for the heck of it. Work. So, we will have, uh, it, it's it's beer business. Uh, there is a travel and tourism conference that's being hosted by Zephyr Conferences, uh, which I've been to a couple of their conferences over the last two summers. And we'll be going up for that. And I'm actually speaking on Wednesday on uh, festi- festivals, how to have a successful event, how to plan a successful event. Um, we, we figure if we talk about it enough, it'll be successful. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping so. Um, Adam's going up, and John, who is the owner of the Mason Jar, uh, Adam's going up in two capacities. He's going to be there both listening for uh, ideas for Biracana as well as uh, hoping to learn some things about running a uh, tap room and a brewery that he's going to be doing soon. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And usually, as as is the case with most festivals, at least most beer industry, I mean, not festivals, I'm sorry. Um, oh, it'll be festival environments. <laughs> exactly. The, those conferences, you really... I really get the the most out of going to all the stuff that surrounds it. So yeah, it's the, meeting the, the night. with meeting with other industry folks, and it's a it's a whole lot of fun. But you do make some really good connections, make some good friendships. You usually end up drinking a good amount of beer, and we'll learn some things from this one too. I'm quite confident that Thursday we have lunch, tour, Sierra. and tasting at Sierra, yeah. which should be nice. Uh, all industry. It's a fun group. I think that. they've got about two hundred people from all over the all over the uh, United States. Yeah, and you're actually speaking with the girl from Green Flash. Yeah, in San the, Diego, right? yeah, the uh, the girl who is the events coordinator for Green Flash. Uh, she and I are on a uh, on a panel together, and two hundred people or so from different parts of the country and and, and several different countries as well. Uh, so the networking after hours is usually a lot of fun, and um, you if know, you just, can if you can keep up. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, man. You these guys, guys drink a lot of water. 
these guys play hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these guys roll into the conference with a with a cooler, and they start at you know eight o'clock in the morning, popping tops, and they'll drink all day. And our buddy Kendra of Penland from Kendra the Asheville Brewers Alliance will be out there, absolutely. And she's already given me fair warning. Well, so. and Margo's coming up too, Margo and um, I know. Um, some of the uh, Visit Raleigh, Jessica from Visit Raleigh is going to be there. So, you know, it, it's a good opportunity, I think, for Asheville to be showcased to the United States. And, and yeah. people from all over the country and, and the world are coming. And, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to get I'm up there. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of, uh, of Margot, we've been doing a lot of North Carolina Beer Month things uh in april that's officially north carolina beer month we did a wrel out and about video about that from crank arm which should be fresh on the streets next wednesday so be on the lookout for that one um but you guys went out to rocky mount yeah to hang hang with mr cooper hang out with uh, the uh, the governor roy cooper as he made an official proclamation or as he says it roy cooper roy cooper uh, an official proclamation that April is North Carolina Beer Month. He did. It was really cool. Up at the the Rocky Mount Mills, um, that place has just taken on such a transformation the last uh, the last couple of years since Capital Broadcasting has really pushed it to the forefront of their real estate projects. But uh, Governor Cooper is actually a Rocky Mount native, Nash County That's native. He started his law practice, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was not aware of that. I, I did not realize that he was from there. But it was a good gathering of folks, a lot of industry people. Um, I mean, there's people from all over the state, brewery owners, and uh, there's a dignitary from New Belgium uh, Brewing was there. Jamie from Foothills drove in from Winston-Salem. So this wasn't taken lightly. There were a lot of folks there. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool event. And, uh, man, you know, for the governor to do that, this is the first time it's ever happened. And he seemed genuinely happy to be there. When you think about it, being a Rocky Mountain native and having seen that mill sit there idle for 20-plus years and now to see what's happening there, and we all know that, that, that the governor is a sports fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And sports, sports and beer fan. tend to go together. And he didn't turn down the craft beer no, after it was not. over and he walked <laughs> over. Uh, Tarboro Brewing Company West, TBC mm-hmm. West, is now at, at the mill as well as uh, Koi Pond. Yep. And uh, uh, Inez was serving beer mm-hmm. out of a window there in what is the incubator for uh, small breweries. That was pretty cool how they set, They had that set up, Joe. They had three different windows, mm-hmm. and they each had a jockey box, and it was, of course, of course uh, Bull Durham Beer Company, mm-hmm. right. Tarboro B- Brewing Company, and Koi Pond. And you could just walk up, and they had little souvenir cups yep. and stuff, and, and they just pour it for you. You're drinking beer with the governor. And it was open where you could go in and check out the, uh, the incubator and what they're doing. They hope to have... Cool. They are saying they'll have six breweries in that facility by third, third quarter of quarter. this year. Michael Goodman sm- spoke... Um, I, I, I never met him. I got a chance to meet him, but he really gave a nice little recap of what's mm-hmm. happening up there and how quickly things are coming together. Lots and of excitement around that. It place. is a absolutely just beautiful facility. Uh, the pieces they've got completed thus far, and and Adam and I did the behind the scenes tour last year and got to mm-hmm. go into the actual manufacturing plant where they're going to turn into retail and condos. And man, it's just going to be fantastic. And with the new CSX right there on the river. Right, it's on the Tar River, and with the CSX Railroad Hub coming to Rocky Mount, there's a lot of lot of things to be excited about. So back to your comment about the governor being genuinely happy to be there and excited. As a Rocky Mount native, seeing the things that are happening there, yeah. and now that you're governor and you get to really be on the forefront of seeing these things to fruition, I mean, I just he's got to be excited. Yeah, and. Uh I have nothing really of worth to add to that, except it was just it was just well, the beer was a good. really the cool experience. All the beer TBC was excellent. West was In good. In fact, the beer was so good, I was able to snag a sixth and bring it back for the Mason Jar in Holly Springs. Look at you. They had, uh, it, and it, probably one of my favorite beer names, uh, Seed Spitter. Oh, yeah, watermelon. It's a salted watermelon <laughs> goza. Seed Spitter. And it was, was delicious. Cool. Yeah, it sounds, was. Yeah. Sounds very, very It was nice. excellent. And it's I like tried the Powell as well. For this, was... for this weather. Yep. All right, so a couple of uh, NC Beer Month related things actually get kicked off this weekend, uh, along with the other stuff that we've talked about and we will talk about here on the podcast. You got the Craft Brewers Guild Burley Beer, April 1, Sierra Nevada, and then obviously Beer Camp, just as a heads up, will be hitting Raleigh on June 17th. You got Cask on Full, speaking of Crank Arm. Again, that's this Saturday from 12 until 5. And then in a couple of weeks, we've already discussed it a little bit, but just a reminder, uh, their St. Baldrick's, your St. Baldrick's yes, uh, event is Saturday, April 15th at the Mason Jar Tavern in Fuquay. 
you can go to stbaldricks.org slash events slash T-M-J-T. You guys, uh, you guys cool with some uh, some toilet water beer? Uh, like toilet bowl wine in prison? No, I've already, not I've ta- quite. I've tasted some that tastes like it came from a toilet bowl. But... Easy. All right, this is from Grub Street. <laughs> I saw the story on grubstreet.com. Stone Brewing out in San Diego is making beer from water that is reclaimed or lovingly referred to as toilet water. Used. Used, used. toilet water. Um, this again from Grub Street, the San Diego based craft beer pioneer unveiled five barrels of this particular concoction last week. It's a pale ale called With full circle matter. Yeah, no, it's a pale ale called full circle. That's made from sewage water recycled at the pure water San Diego demonstration plant. Is this an unfiltered beer? Yeah, right. <laughs> we could go on all day. San Diego's San Diego's plan is to have about a third of their wastewater drinkable by 2035. The mayor of San Diego was on hand, and he was one of the first ones to drink this beer, declaring that's it leading from, from the front. I'd, I'd yeah. like to see a shot of his face yeah. when he turned that up. Uh, that declared that it was both fantastic and delicious <laughs> to the media. Yeah, you get everything out in the hand. boil. <laughs> If you uh, think about it that way. Well, there is, there is. I was going to bring that up. Um, are we okay with this? I think or... I'd go like a 120 minute boil, but still. <laughs> are we okay with this? I mean, you know, in in today's <laughs> age, I mean, we're trying to be as green as possible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. This is pretty green. Actually, it's not green. Brown. Right. Yeah. Just green washing, or is this like a brown field? Or yellow. <laughs> right, but. If we could figure this out and make this work, mm-hmm. then I think the world would be better off, right? I think you're right. Poo beer? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, we're the same we're the same society that gets really hyped up about glorified monkeys pooping coffee beans. That was the civets. The civets. Yeah. We just and going you out of were their out way. La- that time when Jake was in here and we were yeah. talking Oscar Blues, that came back up again. Oh, it did yeah. it come up again? Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Darn it. It's yeah. kind of a shame that I missed that. But people pay top dollar for that. Okay. You know, I think that it, for me, I don't want to. I don't want to drink. You know, one of Adam's lagers that they're going to do that's going to be clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to drink it with the reclaimed water, just go ahead and just go ahead and give it to me in a coffee stout or something. In case so you, you just so you can in cover case. It up. Yeah. Well, okay, but here's you the thing: up. Yeah. you are Tastes a, a bit nutty. You are a builder. I am, and uh, that's your day job. Yep, and you're not out here drinking beer, so you have to deal with some permitting. We do. And yep. cities that actually are already a part of these programs that are reclaiming water. Yeah, the town of Holly Springs does reclaimed water for mm-hmm. uh, for irrigation only in 12 Oaks right now because it's right across the street basically mm-hmm. from the uh, from the tower where they where they do it. That's fertilizing water right there. It is. Um, and we have to go through – we have to sign – I mean, the packet's probably 50 pages yeah. um, of disclosures and all these things, and we have to sign off on it that – you know, we understand what we're putting there, and they've got signs throughout the neighborhood and the common areas not to play in the water, not yeah. to drink the irrigation water. Um, but technically, it's it, it's it's potable water. It's potable water, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I've watched enough um, Bear Grylls to mm-hmm. know that you can turn your own urine into drinkable water. Yeah. So why can't you just make beer out of it? Right. You know. Right. So I'm okay with this. I think it just kind of is a shocker to see, like, oh my goodness, it's when it's presented in such the way that yeah, it's uh, it's sewer water. That they're making beer with, you're going to go, yeah, no. But there's a process behind this. I think not- it's I think it's appropriate for Stone to do it too because mm-hmm. they they like being well out there. I mean, they have their arrogant bastard beer. Look, I mean, they, are- they like being cutting edge. They like doing stuff that push boundaries. This is another thing. Yeah, there are beers that are made from yeast strains out of dudes' beards. Right. Okay. Right. So anybody that would turn their nose up to reclaimed water. Well, and that same yeast strain. Like- I was reading something recently about. Uh, all of the things that are in beards. Yeah. Um, Fecal matter. Yeah, absolutely. And on and on down the line. Oh, so yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. That are hanging out in your beer. That's a rat's nest, man. You don't know yep, what's in there. Pretty much. Especially if we're talking about a brewer's beard, <laughs> if you kind of catch my drift, all right? It's not a well-kept beard. So if you're pulling yeast strains out of that, I can only imagine what you're getting. So before you go like, oh, gross, I don't want to deal with that. But speaking of beards, segue out of this real quick. Did you see yesterday during the Carolina game the uh, – I think it was B Dubs that did the commercial where uh, the guy, the bartender, walks up and the team's losing. He goes, "You need a rally beard," 
and he just starts thinking real hard, and then he's, he grows this huge beard. <laughs> I oh, did not dude, see it comes down to his waist, and they're sitting there just looking like, what? Speaking <laughs> of cool. beards, I just got an email from Whit Baker. He said he's donating his beard for St. Baldrick's this What? Year. Very cool. Wow, good awesome. old Whit. We need to hold him to that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, reminder, <laughs> you can listen to the 919 of your podcast on Buzz Sports Radio on 99.3 FM, 96.5 FM, and AM 620. If you want to listen to previous episodes of the 919 of your podcast, by all means. Go visit WRLSportsFan.com. Go get the app. We got our previous episodes there. You can also listen on iTunes and Google Play. Let's say hello to our first guest. They brought the food today. Fully loaded fritters. It's a new food truck that you'll see out and about in the triangle. Hans Lang and Chris Scherer are from Fully Loaded Fritters. Thanks for coming in, and thanks for bringing all that food today. Very welcome. That was, uh, let's see. Delicious is the word. Delicious is the word, but let's start. Fritalicious. Before we talk about your background and how you came up with this concept, let's actually focus on the star of the show here, and that was the fritters. Um, I think you had a variety that we ended up trying, including a pork. There was a Reuben. We had crab. Crab. There was a lobster mac and cheese. Buffalo chicken. There was a buffalo chicken. I mean, they were all fantastic. I demand a sampler, which I know you're not quite doing yet, but you can get these all individually uh, in a basket at a food truck, uh, which you've been open how long now? Since August. Since August. Okay. So, and they were all fantastic. All, all of them, and you also have sauces that accompany them as well. You have to match that, pair them up. Exactly. Gourmet dipping sauces. Everything Very homemade. Very good. Where do we want to start, Adam? Which one do you want to start? Do with? we want to talk about the food? Because I'm still dreaming about the food. Let's talk about the food. Yeah. So I want to talk about the Reuben. So the Reuben was your favorite. So the Reuben was the my Reuben favorite. Was my favorite. The Reuben was my favorite until I had the crab. Wayne, what was yours? Uh, the buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken the Reuben, was good. The, the, the Reuben was on point, but I'm going to go buffalo chicken. And so, Wayne doesn't like crab or lobster, so he didn't. I can eat lobster, but I didn't try those. those. So essentially, yeah. what you managed to do, Hans, was create all the flavors associated with a Reuben in a Into fried a ball. Exactly. I think the Reuben was the most inventive. Yes. Well, and the sauce. The dipping sauce was, uh, that, was yeah. That dipping sauce, sauce is, awesome. is a whole grain honey mustard horseradish sauce. Okay, it's all very very good. All very good. All right. So why fritters? Well, they're in, in the food truck trend that's been around, I guess now for the, I would say at least close to ten years, on the Food Network as well. The food truck, uh, the race, mm-hmm. which uh, for animal dumplings one, I mm-hmm. guess they're, they're they're from from North Carolina. And um, I was just, I watched the Food Network all the time. That's all I watch on television, me being in a food business and as a chef. And I figured, you know, with all these people rolling out these food trucks, I'd roll out something completely different. And I just decided fritters. Mm-hmm. People love fried food, especially with uh, quality oil. Mm-hmm. And it goes I, well with beer. Right. And uh, it's just, you know, I could kind of incorporate, I consider myself a little bit of a food scientist where I could actually incorporate something into a fritter. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just decided to do. And uh, it's taken off slowly and people love it. Okay. Now, what is the one the one argument that I would have against food trucks sometimes is that people tend to go a little over the top in what they're trying to present, which creates lines and things like that. So I'm guessing with the amount of fritter product for lack of a better term that you're putting out there you probably need a pretty serious truck with a lot of frying space yes exactly the so cook, how, quick, how quickly can you turn cook these time is not much at all it's about okay. three minutes three to four minutes okay and now are you doing these in are you doing these in various batches we do batters yes okay batters and balls and the balls are actually already made mm-hmm. um but the batters we incorporate everything into the batters, and everything is made on the truck. On the truck. So yes. are you are you pre-making the balls Some of themselves? them. Some of them, it depends where and when. Okay. And uh, the batters are made, and... Um, but you're not throwing the you're not throwing the Reuben in with the lobster mac at no. the same time. You're just doing these, you're working them in batches. So when somebody right. puts an order in, then they want, you know what, I want the lobster mac. Right. You get five fritters mm-hmm. to an order, mm-hmm. a little bit smaller than a golf ball. And what we did is we have some dividers on the basket so we know, you know, we kind of individually dedicate the fritters to those section of the baskets. Okay. All right. Um, now, your background is pretty fascinating because you did not um, just decide to do this because of food trucks. You were, or because of, of Food Network, but you were actually in, like, the restaurant business, and you were making German food. Yes, exactly. So how does one get from German food 
to making well, fritters because fritters is actually a French term. It's it's a French word. Okay. So when I was in Europe and in Germany and Austria going to culinary school, I mean I did some ends of that fritters, mm -hmm. you know, and um, German food. I mean you have uh, homemade potato ca uh, homemade potato pancakes, which are fried. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, now, how does now I, this is, has nothing to do with food? But how did how did German culinary school and your German background? How does that mesh with your Long Island accent? How does that happen? Because <laughs> that's a thick Long Island accent. But then you can. It, my wife studied German in college, right. and she'd be amazed at your dialect. I I don't know. It's just I mean I do speak German fluent. Yeah, but as a dialect as well. Uh huh from where my mom is from and from my dad, you know. So for me to speak like a proper German, I have to speak a little slower. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. you're slower you know, than Long Island? Yeah. <laughs> you right? can't imagine. You can't imagine that, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm so. interested as to what brought you here. Like, how did you end up here from Long Island doing German culinary school in Long Island with a restaurant, with a like a traditional German restaurant, to here? Uh, well... I don't know. How would you explain? My brother was down here around 20 years ago. He tried to bring me down here, and I didn't want to come down. And then I ended up down here, and he went back up there. Funny how that But, works. you know, I was talking to my wife and the kids, and I think it was just the right move at that time, you know, with the kids being that age, to move down here. And Raleigh was just known, and, you know, the schools mm -hmm. were... How long known. have you been here? 11 years now. Okay. okay. 11 years. Now, uh... Chris, you how did you meet up with with Hans? Uh, Ed Hooters. I was a cook and a corporate trainer there, mm -hmm. and uh, Hans was in management. And, okay, and, and uh, I bid farewell at one point, and a few months later, uh, we ran into one another. He told me what he was doing, what his concept was, and I was I was thrilled. I was. And excited. having worked at Hooters, you have extreme frying experience. Yes, yes, <laughs> most definitely. I bet you can most fry a wing like nobody's like, yeah, business. Said, how long did you work? Yeah, you worked at the Hooters on Wake Forest Road, right? I did. Yes, I frequented that Hooters many a times back in the day. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so like, how many how many years were you there? Uh, two years. Okay. Yep. So you, you probably, oh man, how many wings did you fry? Oh uh, boy, I don't, I, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> you just do it. Uh, yeah. And uh, when I left there, I originally, my mindset was I really didn't want to continue to be in food service. Okay. Uh, but then when I ran into Hans and uh, he told me what he was doing, I thought, you know what? I, I could totally do this. Yeah, food trucks are a little bit different. I mean, you're yeah, not, they in, are. you're not, you're not back in the kitchen. You're not having uh, people throw orders at you. On that little uh, that little zip line anymore, exactly. right? So exactly. you get to be outside a little bit. You don't get to do all those types of things. So when he kind of talked to you about this concept, what was your original thought? What's a fritter? Uh, besides okay. my favorite donut in the whole world, uh, you know the apple fritter, the right. traditional. And once he explained uh, what it was, I thought, wow, this is this is really cool. And he invited me over to his home mm -hmm. uh, one evening, and uh, he uh, made up some fritters. And uh, and some fries and uh, and it was it was excellent. Okay, so have you have you come up with any fritters yourself, or are these are all recipes that Hans you've come up with and you're putting them together and uh, these are them? these are it's all primarily uh, Hans's okay. creation. Yes, yes. Uh, every so often I'll, I'll I'll come up with an idea to to tweak something. So and make which it a little one better which and... one convinced you then? Which fritter convinced you? Like yes, this is going to be it. The first fritter I ever uh, I ever ate was the chicken and waffle fritter. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very, very good. Very good. Now, Haas, is this something that is on the menu yes, already? Yes, okay. Yes, All right. I was I was gonna was gonna say now now I'm intrigued by this chicken and waffles one. It's a Belgian waffle batter. Belgian waffle Belgian batter. Belgian waffle batter. Seasoned chicken. Incorporate that into the fritter batter. Okay. We serve that with a homemade hundred percent pure maple chipotle syrup. Yep, you captured me. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, let me know your next uh, your next location. I'm Deep River get, Thursday night. Deep River Thursday night. Okay, I'm gonna. Of course, yeah. for those of you that are listening to this on Friday or yeah, Saturday, Friday, it's yeah, too it's late. Too late. Yeah. Too late now. Be on the lookout. Well, how can people find you? On the website. There's a okay. calendar where we're at. And the website Tonight is, is com. You're on okay. Twitter or You're Facebook, on Facebook or? Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Okay. So I'm curious now with your German background, you've probably. Uh, Consumed a lot of steins uh, in German beer halls. Oh yes, uh, over your time. Yes, and this is a this is a kind of a fascination of okay. mine in that I wish there were more German style beer halls in North Carolina, the, the tr in the traditional sense, not you know a nouveau kind of concept. Like right, tables. Yeah. 
You get four beers that are on tap. They give them to you in a liter glass, and there's somebody liter gri- cola. Yeah, yeah, and somebody grilling whatever various worsts and whatnot right. that are going on. So, is there a place that you've been around in North Carolina that's like the closest approximation to that? Um, well, with all these micro brews rolling out, I mean, they all try to. The, well, they all some fairly. Some of them do a good job with the wheat beers, mm-hmm. you know. And then I found out some of the breweries actually use hops and barley from Germany mm-hmm. to make their beers. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of lager, and wheat beers and pilsners. Has has Adam told you about his? No, no. It's, you you don't want to talk about a brewmaster, uh, uh, Adam? No, I'm not. Most you don't certainly want to talk about, not a brewmaster. <laughs> you don't want to talk about mason jar? No, uh, no, no. no. Well, in time. <laughs> but we will talk about uh, Old Mecklenburg in Charlotte. If you get up to Charlotte, you've got to get over to Old Mecklenburg Brewery. They are uh, probably the closest thing you're going to find, probably on the East Coast. Uh, to a true German beer hall, and it is absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. inside and out. They've inside got a, out, yeah. they've got right. a beer garden. They've got uh, just beautiful trees outside in their garden, and they've got just an incredible hall. Right, and the Germans. I mean, if you go out there, I highly recommend if anybody gets a chance to make it out there. The Oktoberfest is a big tourist attraction. Everybody wants to go there once, but outside the big city. That's where you actually find the better food and the better beers. They have their own breweries. And they don't really um, do too much infusing on their beers. They just want to kind of keep it like a beer. No, they keep it simple, right. You know what I mean? Beer-flavored so beer. Getting back to right, not infusing it with yep. all these other kind of yep. fruits and coffee. and. Which are, there's a place for those. They're fine. But right. my wife exactly. says occasionally she just wants a beer-flavored beer. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Germans are very, very Absolutely. good Absolutely. Uh, that's why I was fascinated when I saw when I was in New York a German IPA because I was like, what, huh? I, th- I didn't realize they do these types of things. They do other stuff like Rattlers and all that stuff, but right. not in in terms of. Uh, oh, of you IPAs. know that, huh, Joe? The Radler. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Trust me, uh, I am. Uh, I loved the. I went to Berlin once uh, with my wife. Right. She did all the talking. Um, I just drank the beer. Right. So, uh, but not. But Berlin is not. But there's only like two beer gardens in Berlin, and they're not even what you would get out in Munich or anything like that. But I still had a good time, and the beer is always fantastic. So uh, thanks for coming in. You're very welcome. That Glad was, to be here. That was all excellent. And uh, so Deep River, well, as of this, this recording, you guys time. will have already happened. Do you guys know where you're going to be after that? or Saturday is the J.C. Ralston Arboretum. Okay, over by NC State. So right. if you're catching this on Saturday yes. morning or on Friday morning, that's where they're going to be next. So, again, uh Thanks for coming in, uh, Hans and Chris from Fully Loaded Fritters. Go check them out. So you'll catch the 919 Beer Bros, Adam and Wayne, on TV here relatively soon. Because, Are you with us? Um, well, I am with you, but really, I'm not the star of that show. <laughs> uh, it's YouTube. You're always the star, John. Well, we were at, uh, we were at Crank Arm last week to, uh, to help promote North Carolina Beer Month, NC Beer Month. And uh, our next guest, Derek Allman of Visit Raleigh, is in that video as well. Because April is officially North Carolina Beer Month. In fact, Roy Cooper, as we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, made it official, made it so, signed a proclamation. He proclaimed yep. it. I thought Derek was there because we needed someone young and handsome and none of us fit the bill. Yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. That's true. Just no, want to no, make no. sure. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> so in that video that you'll see on WRAL Out and About and Online uh, features the Beer Passport. And there's stuff that you could do across Wake County, like we talked about in the video. There's other stuff you could do across uh, across the state but let's focus on visit raleigh because that's where derek is from um hi man hello welcome again this time on radio form glad to be here very very cool okay so uh a, a quick synopsis as to what the passport is about what april is about and what we're trying to accomplish during nc beer month all right so nc beer month was started several years ago by the uh the state North visit North Carolina, and they really called upon all the destination marketing organizations in the state to get on board and and uh, rally up breweries within those destinations. So, um, so we all we all were all for it, and uh, and we ran our the first year it happened. We we ran a campaign, and, and and we promoted Beer Month in Raleigh, all the different destinations saying, "Come to our destination to uh, to experience the beer." So. So we got all the brewers together, and and we we've had a uh, a group called the Wake County Beer Summit, where we all gather together and and talk about ideas and get on the same page of what we're talking about when it comes to beer in North Carolina, and uh, got everyone together, put together a uh, a uh, beer month calendar 
which uh, clearly we saw there's something really going on every day hmm. in, in Wake County, which was pretty awesome. There's there's no day in beer month goes without a beer event, whether it be a, whether it be a, a new beer release or a festival or a, a trivia night even or um, or a beer dinner. So so it was it was really easy to to to, to put that together and and gave us a lot to lot to talk about with with the beer month theme and and just a great celebration of everything going on in the beer scene in in North Carolina not only not only Wake County and Raleigh but but North Carolina it just uh there's a lot to celebrate um now we're up to 27 breweries with some even opening this week here it looks like brewery Bavana and um and then we've got Mason Jar um, they're they're going to be a while. Brewing. Yeah, they're going to be a while. <laughs> we got but, some time. We got uh, some time. We're uh, probably two weeks, but we got two some time. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. So the passport, uh, Derek, you and I've talked about this passport now for over a year. Uh, I've been to several of those uh, brewery summit meetings. Uh, the passport that you guys have done are just for the Wake County breweries. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Yes. And yours runs not just during beer month, but it goes. It it actually started what, in February, and runs through the whole year. Right, right. Yeah, and it, it ran all last year, too. We okay. kind of ran a beta test. We wanted to work out kinks and figure out logistics, the best way to run this thing. So it ran last year. We're pushing it a little heavier and getting the word out a little more this year. We, we, I think we got a, we've got a, a good thing going on, so yeah. So the passport, how would someone find that? Is there a website they can go to? How, how do they get that? Right, so go to um, RaleighBeerTrail.com, and it's a download and print sort of thing. We will have them around some breweries, but the the best place you always know it's going to be there is on RaleighBeerTrail.com. And you have different categories. I believe it's 5, 10, 15, and you have to get stamps. Tell us what the... Tell us what the people get if they go out and do this. Right, right. So, um, so everybody likes free swag. Tell oh, me about yeah. that free stuff there. Yep. Oh, the free everybody stuff is great. Free stuff. <laughs> so if uh, if so, you just take the download and print the passport. Take it around to um, breweries. There's a list of uh, the breweries that are Wake County on the passport, and we update this thing every time a, a new brewery opens. So so we're up to date and have have everyone on board. So if you visit five breweries, you get a um, stainless steel credit card bottle opener. And uh, it's great; fits in your wallet. Um, easy to easy to carry around. We and then if you visit ten breweries, you get a Raleigh Beer Trail pint glass beer hugger, and uh, kind of kind of something to take to parties and and, and brag about your your uh, beer trail accomplishments. And then uh, and then the ultimate prize is uh, is a, a Raleigh Beer Trail T-shirt. If you visit fifteen breweries, you get that. So that you get the ultimate bragging rights if you if you get fifteen <laughs> stamps. So just so we don't mislead anyone when they go out to do this, I believe there is one brewery that decided not to participate, and and it's a brewery's choice from what you guys were, were telling me in right. the meetings I've set right. in on. Bond Brothers chose not to be a part of your passport, although they are a part of the state. Mm-hmm. And in talking with with you guys and with Margot, I think for them because they're still, I mean they're still less than a year old. They'll have their anniversary this on April 1st, so they will turn one-year-old. But for them, it was just an idea of trying to keep things simple, thinking that if somebody came in with a passport that was yours, the Visit Raleigh one, and they came in with the one from the, the Guild, it may create some confusion. Hopefully, we can get those guys involved in the next year, too, because they are one of the you – know, obviously, you guys know, you pick on me, That's I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy. Um, hence, hence his uh – Apologetic uh, speech. I'm not, right being, now. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that if you print this out and you go to bond, you're not going to get a stamp. And I don't want you yeah. going to bond and, and getting upset mm. with, uh, you know, with any of those guys there. It was a choice they made. And, and you know, the North Carolina one that Margot is doing uh, for the Guild, we've got 200 breweries as of last week in the state of North Carolina, and they only have 110 participating. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, you know, you either opt in or opt out, and Bond opted out. Well, and it's very right. clearly labeled. I mean, there everybody's logos on here of the participating breweries, so there shouldn't really be any any confusion uh, as far as looking for that sticker that doesn't exist, right? Uh, yeah. Well, but <laughs> but if you think it's all the breweries in Wake County, and you show up at one that doesn't have it, and you've kind of planned your day to you know stop by this brewery. Um, you know, I just want you to. I want you to know if you listen to us. I want you to have the best information we can provide. Nothing. Read yeah. essentially is what yeah, you're telling yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and and there's yeah. pictures on it. It Makes it even yeah. easier. 
Pictures yeah, are for me funny. and Adam. I can't read. You know yes. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bomb Brothers, great brewery. We love those guys. Their beer is awesome, and you know, totally respect what they want to do. And we said, anytime you want to come back on on the trail, we're you're totally, totally welcome. Now, so, what's your website yeah. for? Because you've got a website dedicated to this, correct? Right, right. And that's RaleighBeerTrail.com. And and so, um, so yeah, on the passport, it lists all the brewery locations. So there are actually two, um, two places where you can um that have uh. S- you know, two two pretty distinct places. So Linwood Brewing Concern. If you go to the pre- production facility, if you go to the um, the Whitaker Mill Road, you can get a stamp. Or if you go up to um, Grove Barton, the Linwood Grill, you can get a stamp there. And then Trophy's got the Morgan Street location and Maywood Avenue. So Joe will get both of those, those for yeah. sure. So <laughs> just take me through this from start to finish. I'm a beer noob in the area, and I'm going to RaleighBeerTrail.com. I'm going to print out this passport. How do I turn it in? So yeah, so we wanted to make it as easy as possible, and so all you do is you just take a once you have your stamps, you just take a photo of it with your with your uh, smartphone or or uh, your old school your digital camera and and upload it to your computer and then email it to um to beer trail at visit dot com and so we see the little JPEG come through and check the stamps. You have to. Signed to say that you are 21 years of age or older. You have to print your name, give us your email address, your um, T-shirt size, and and of course address in the email so we know where to send these these things to. But yeah, do, do you wait until because the top prize category is 15? Right. Do you right. just wait until you get all 15, or should you send it in at five and then at 10 and then at 15? Yeah, really, it's up. It's it's up to the um it's up to the individual. We have people who um some some visitors who may be here um just for a day or two may may only go to five breweries and they want to go ahead and get their their um their bottle opener. We have a lot of locals who who will who will wait to get um 15 stamps and then send it in. Um, and then if if you send it in with with 15 stamps, you get all three prizes at once. We just send them all out at once. That was going to be my next um, question. Thanks yeah, for answering so, that. So we're super flexible. If you if you visit 10 breweries and you go and send it in, we'll send you the the um, the koozie and also the the bottle opener. So, so it's got to be a picture, no facts. Can't fax it. <laughs> we will accept facts. We, oh, we, we oh wow, okay. We will accept guys, facts. We don't have, have the number here on the passport, right. but it's it's all yeah, there on the website. If somebody <laughs> finds the Visit Raleigh fax number, fax all your complaints to Joe. If you get it faxed in, it will be honored. I just wanted to double check. It will check. be honored. Yes, because it's one thing to ask people like, wait, do people still have scanners in 2017? Take it another step further. Oh fax yeah, machines. Yeah, definitely scanners. Um, Man, I, I try to avoid the fax machine at all costs. I mean, I, I have it through my computer, yeah. And I've still got one or two folks that still want to send me their their invoices, you know, in, yeah. in, my, in my day job. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, they're not even really using it for uh, for <laughs> recruiting anymore. Apparently, you could just take a picture of your letter of intent and send it in these days. But that's nice. another story for another day. All right. So <laughs> I am curious since you since you've started this, what has been the what has been the response, for lack of a better term? Just do people start to you know? repetition is always key if people started to take notice look forward to this the events get bigger more frequent what's been the uh, what's been the change so we're um we're kind of looking at in our role as the visitors bureau we're our main goal is to bring visitors into wake county stay overnight experience all there is to do things uh things to do places to eat in this case the breweries so um so we're we're kind of we're looking at how many visitors we might be able to bring in with this thing, but also working with the breweries. We're um, we're promoting this um, locally too, of course, and uh, so so everyone's welcome to do it. We want we want as many people as possible as um, to to complete this thing. So so far we've had 161 submissions, and out of those people, we've had um, 140 people who have completed the entire trail. But you kicked it off last year, April 1st, though, right? I mean, it kicked off for NC Beer Month last year, so you really only had one season with it. Right, right. And it was a beta test, so we we went a little light on it. Yeah, you didn't advertise it like we're doing now. Um, So we wanted to figure out, you know, the best way to to do this thing, and I think we've got a good a good system now. And so, uh, so yeah, looking forward to, to even more submissions this year we've uh we're looking at this looking at the stats we've had about twenty uh, percent of the people who've done it are um have been visitors and um eighty percent locals so um so that's pretty good that's great um locals get the word out about the passport and uh and we love that well you hope that the locals will get out there and try some places they haven't tried before but also you know beer people like to tweet pictures of their beer and they like to tweet where they are and 
uh, Instagram, all those things as well. So, you know, hopefully they are hitting a larger stage than just Wake County when they go out. Ryan is great. It's awesome. And on our um, on our uh, Facebook posts about it, our Facebook ads, we, we, we see a lot of locals tagging their friends who are from out of town, inviting them, you know, next time you come into the area, um, we've got to do this, be something fun to do. And we see a lot of people um, planning trips to the to the area too to to do this thing so pretty cool to see that all right well very cool um but all this stuff is online uh if you can find their fax number by all means fax it to them <laughs> blame me give me a special shout out when you fax that in derek from visit raleigh again thanks for coming in best of luck during nc beer month and uh dealing with all the stickers you're about to be inundated with <laughs> all the images and everything else just rolling through guests on the 919 Beer Podcast. We have another beer fest to talk about. World Beer Fest, Harmony Van Gundy. She's now with All About Beer. A little weird saying that. Yeah? It's a little strange, <laughs> well, Harmony. Weird saying that. She's been there like a year and a half, I know. Man. It still feels yeah. a little weird, though. I know. Actually, been, almost two years, has right? It's been almost two years. Has it been that long? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's ridiculous. Well, anyway, thanks keep, for coming on. Keep up, Bovius. I know. All these things run together after a while. Uh, World Beer Fest taking place at the Fairgrounds Expo Center. This is inside and out. Tell us uh, more what's going on this Saturday, April 1st. Yeah, so we'll have two sessions, noon to 4 and 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, we will be showing the Final Four March Madness during the evening session for those of you who will uh, want to see the basketball game. Uh, outside will be the North Carolina Beer Garden again. This year we have um, a little over 30 North Carolina breweries, including Little Brown Truck out of High Point, who is the Great American Beer Festival Small Brewery of the Year. Um, also, guys like White Street, At Mountain, Bryce's Brewing Company, and Birdsong from Charlotte's coming up, um, and many, many more. And then uh, we'll have music, uh, lounge area, VIP area. Uh, we've changed it up a little bit this year, and we are redoing our Belgian Beer Garden into an international beer oasis. That is not an additional ticket. It is included in your general admission or VIP purchase. Um, and the international section, we have uh, 12 to 15 booths from all over the world. I'm really excited to get some stuff from Japan, from Hitachino. Uh, Moa from New Zealand has hit the market here and has been very well received. Uh, also, Coast Riser from Germany, Cronenberg from France. Um, and a few other fun things from like Laos and Lebanon, uh, Sri Lanka. So really focusing on a more worldly portfolio there. Um, and then we've got uh, really excited in, inside this year for the regional section to have Cigar City, uh, Sweetwater, Dogfish Head, Palmetto, Ecliptic, Cascade, um, and many more. So really nice portfolio, a lot of great beers. Um, and we will have a food truck rodeo, a beer and cheese pairing, and a private sampling event during each session with a head brewer from, uh, we're looking at North Carolina, but yes, that'll be a, a fun time to come and sample some beer with the breweries in a small, intimate setting. Um, so we could still use some evening volunteers. Tickets are on sale at worldbeerfestival.com, or you can pick them up at Record Crate, Bottle Rev, or Patio Beers. Harmony, you lost me about 10 seconds in. Can you repeat that? Thing? <laughs> like, take a breath. <laughs> I was going to ask about the food trucks. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit? What, what's that looking like this year? Because that's um, new for you guys, right? Well, no, we've always had some food trucks, um, but I'm not going to lie. I haven't done anything with the food trucks. That's a Jude question. And uh, he said, uh, I know we, we usually get around 10 or so okay. different food trucks on they, I know they've been listing them on our website. I was just going to take a look real quick and see what's there. I've been so focused on the beer list. Um, the food truck list has not been on on my I, I, on my forefront. But, yeah, they are on the website at um, All About Beer slash event. Okay. So tickets are still available for both sessions right now? or They are, yes. Okay. $45 for general admission and 90 for VIP. Uh, your VIP ticket gets you access to the VIP section, which I'm putting together in awesome beer list for that and private bathrooms and food so from uh from what i hear from consumers in the past the vip tickets are well worth it just for the bathrooms alone um, yeah <laughs> we're familiar <laughs> we also do have the silent disco 
Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that before, but that's a lot of fun. The customers wear the headphones and okay. and they dance. It's like the most awkward it. thing to walk in on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. So, um, so yeah. we have we have that going on this year again. So what is that? You wear headphones and everybody's listening to the same music or, or different music. They're all listening to the same music. Okay, so it is um, at least the same music. That makes it even yeah. weirder to watch what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we can't hear the music if we don't right. have headphones. So, oh, that yeah, should be something. That'll be inside. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think yeah, you need to set up some cameras and just live stream that because that would be priceless. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. I think we'll have to do that <laughs> Facebook Live video. Yeah. <laughs> so how are yes. things there? At your, this is no longer a new venture. You've been there almost two years. What What exactly is your position and where are you going with this this all about um, your thing gosh it's, it's i'm uh i do it all um <laughs> i do some wow. sales attention do, chris uh, rice she needs a promotion yeah. <laughs> and a raise <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um i've actually started with the in-market program which is the grocery store sampling program that adam harold put together um and so we have a team of beer explorers that goes out and samples for the breweries and uh grocery stores mm-hmm. and some bottle shops and that started in 2015, and that's gone really well. So now they ha- we have, I think they just opened two new markets. We had seven markets when I left that division in the fall. Um, so we sample all over North Carolina and Virginia. And they're opening Philadelphia and I want to say Cleveland this year. Um, so if you're a brewery and you need some sampling in a grocery store, that's a perfect uh, opportunity for you there. Um, and if you're a beer drinking customer, make sure to stop by and see our beer explorers when they're out sampling beer. Um, and so I did that for a while, and I've been on the festival side, too, and do volunteers, and now all the beer ordering and sponsorships. So it's, uh, yeah, whatever whatever they need. That's pretty easy, because that's what Adam does for uh, for us when we do our festival. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is that a full-time hey, job? If I can do it, <laughs> if, if I can do it, anybody, anybody can do it. Exactly. Do so it. you must have other duties. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, well. That takes up enough of my time. Uh, we just had our Columbia Beer Festival in uh, February, and then we've got our Durham World Beer Festival coming back in October to the uh, Durham Ballpark. That'll be October 15th. Very cool. Harmony Van Gundy, mm-hmm. all about beer. World Beer Fest, Saturday, April 1st, the Fairgrounds, North Carolina Fairgrounds, Expo Center inside and out. Go check it out. Yeah, it's supposed to be a beautiful day, too, so a wonderful day to come out and drink beer with us. Bye, Harmony. Thanks, Harmony. Harmony. said hi. Thanks. Hey, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Hopefully you'll come to the festival Saturday. All right, we'll see you soon. All right, bye, Harmony. All right, take care. Bye. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the 919 Beer Podcast. Make sure you check us out on Buzz Sports Radio Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock, 99.3, FM, also on 6.20 a.m. Another reminder that you can listen to previous editions of the 919 Beer Podcast on the WRAL Sports Fan app. You can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play as well. What do we got coming up next week? Uh, we're really going to keep digging into NC Beer Month stuff. Our friend Nick Parker from Visit NC is going to be in here. And he's about the tallest guy I ever yeah, you're gonna have feel to raise comfortable the, having a conversation with. You're going to have to raise the door to get Nick in. Okay. Yeah. Nick's raise, a big dude. He's a big boy. Raise the door and keep the AC down. Okay, I'll try to remember oh, yeah. these yes. things uh, for next week. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast on Buzz Sports Radio. Brought to you by Biracana Craft Beer and Music Festival on Saturday, September 9th. More details at Biracana.com. Tune in next Saturday at 8 for more beer, food, and fun with Joe Ovius, Wayne Holt, and Adam Eshbaugh. And don't forget, you can download the show anytime at WRALsportsfan.com and on our new WRAL Sports app in the iTunes and Google Play stores.